You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked On Kings. The Sacramento Kings were once again victorious last night, completing the season sweep of the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I'm not going to lie to you, I had a hard time caring. Sacramento's won six of their last seven games. We'll talk about last night's win. We'll look at Terrence Davis as a potential replacement for Buddy Heald, plus a standings update and a draft lottery update. It's all here for you on the Locked on Kings podcast. Hello and welcome into Locked On Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all offseason. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of the Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports radio host for the last six years. This is season number seven for me, covering the Kings, both as an on-air host and multimedia journalist. And yes, I admit it. I really had a hard time caring about last night's game. I had the game on, was paying attention to other things with it in the background. I was a little concerned with the fact that the Kings struggled so mightily in the first half or really struggled to, you know, look like they were going to actually beat the Oklahoma City Thunder, but then they were able to make some solid adjustments, completely dominate in the second half, enough to get that 122-106 to victory. But the Kings have won six of their last seven games, all without De'Aaron Fox, who was on the sidelines. Great to see him on the bench, along with uh, Tyrese Halliburton, Harrison Barnes, Marvin Bagley also didn't play in this game. The uh, injury list for the Kings wasn't necessarily super long. It had five names on it, but four out of the five names belonged to the Sacramento Kings closing lineup earlier this season. That's pretty significant. So the Kings overcoming that, but still winning six of their last seven games. I really have a hard time knowing how to feel about it. Like I'm I'm on the fence, which is always a great place to be for, for sports talk, podcasts, and radio and things like that. But truly, like I understand being frustrated and being happy on both sides. Balancing, being excited about the progress that the Kings have made, being excited about the additions this season that are playing really well, Terrence Davis, DeLon Wright, Mo Harkless. Not to mention doing what you need to do to keep yourself alive in this play-in race even though the chances are little to none, versus hurting your draft lottery odds in what most likely will once again be a season without the playoffs. I really want to just enjoy these wins. I really do. I want to enjoy the Kings ending the season on the right foot, ending the season on a strong note, being excited about some of these additions that Monty McNair has made and what they can mean for the Kings' depth going forward. I want to be excited about it, but I'm just not. And maybe it's the fatigue of this season, because in normal years, I would care more about winning right away than draft lottery odds. Because it's a lottery for a reason. There are no guarantees. Might as well take the win, which is guaranteed. But these wins right now are coming without any part of your core. I would argue the core four here in Sacramento are Fox, Halliburton, Barnes, 
and then maybe I can sneak Marvin Bagley in there. But all four of those guys are out. They're not playing. On one hand, hey, it's great that the Kings can win without those guys, right? It's great for them to be successful and not super reliant on those guys. But I would also like to see them win like this with those guys healthy, with those guys available. I wonder if De'Aaron Fox were playing, would DeLon Wright be as good as he's been off the bench? If Tyrese Halliburton was playing and Buddy Heald was continuing to play, would Terrence Davis be as effective as he's been off the bench? If Harrison Barnes were playing, would Mo Harkless be as effective as he's been with these minutes? What about Chemezi Metu with Marvin Bagley or Damian Jones? They're fair questions to ask. And if there's any room for doubt that this team can be good as a whole unit, not just the backups being good while all the starters are hurt, then I'm sorry the team who's had a now 15-year playoff drought is going to force me to focus more on those doubts than anything else. It was one thing when Fox, Halliburton, and Barnes were out and the Kings were winning, but Marvin Bagley was putting up buckets. Even though I didn't necessarily see a point in Bagley returning because it just increased the likelihood of him hurting himself again, which look what he's done. At least there was something to really pay attention to and follow and be invested in. Marvin getting playing time, playing well, getting numbers at the end of the season, returning from injury, reminding everybody what his potential is. We got that for a couple of games, and now Marvin's gone again. So what, am I supposed to enjoy Terrence Davis showing that he can score 27 points with significant minutes off the bench? That's great, but is Davis ever going to be that for this Kings team? Well, maybe if he replaces Buddy Heald, which is going to be a major conversation point today. As I talked about on yesterday's Locked on Kings podcast with Franklin Cardicelli and Chris Watkins from the Return of the Roar podcast, I believe it is a top priority for the Sacramento Kings to find a way to move on from Buddy Heald, and it mainly just has to do with his contract. Getting off of his money, giving you flexibility to re-sign Rashawn Holmes if you want to, if it's a reasonable deal, or have flexibility in the free agency market this summer, or be able to uh, acquire contracts and big money in trades around draft night. Whatever it is, opening up cap space by getting rid of Buddy Heald's contract, to me, should be a focal point for Monty McNair and the Sacramento Kings this offseason. And I believe that the addition of Terrence Davis at this trade deadline was made partially to get a glimpse of what this roster would look like if they were to attempt to replace Buddy Heald. Could they get someone who could provide close to a Buddy Heald level of production, not just in shooting, but across the board, maybe even better production in some areas for significantly less money? That, to me, is what Terrence Davis has become, at least over the last few weeks. Now, Buddy Heald is still playing, but Terrence Davis, in my mind, has shown that if the Kings were to be without Buddy Heald and Terrence Davis were to take over that volume shooter role off the bench, it wouldn't be as steep of a drop-off as one might think, especially with Davis making up for his lack of elite shooting in other areas like rebounding, attacking the basket, or even a little bit on defense. Compare their stat lines last night, and one game is not enough of an example, but it is a partial example. Buddy Heald, 21 points, 5 of 11 shooting from three-point range, three rebounds, six assists. I love those passing numbers for Buddy. 
Terrence Davis, 27 points, 5 of 7 shooting from three-point range. Same amount of threes made, four less attempts. Five rebounds, two more than Buddy Heald. Three assists, three less than Buddy Heald. Similar levels of production. Now, I will say that Terrence Davis should not, nor will he, get the minutes, unless the Kings are injured, get the minutes that Buddy Heald has gotten consistently. To me, Terrence Davis should never be a 27 to 30 plus minutes per game guy like Buddy Heald is. So you're looking at similar levels of production, but scaled back with less playing time. And that's because the Buddy Heald playing time is mainly going to be absorbed by Tyrese Halliburton, one way or another. Tyrese Halliburton is replacing Buddy Heald in the starting lineup as early as next season, or he damn well better, even if Buddy is still on the roster. But if Buddy is moved, Terrence Davis and Tyrese Halliburton combine to be not just his replacement, but even an upgrade, potentially. I know Tyrese Halliburton is an overall upgrade, but where he lacks in shooting, maybe Terrence Davis fills that role off the bench. And you've heard me talk a lot about how I think Buddy Heald could be a fantastic sixth man for the Sacramento Kings. The problem is, one, he doesn't really want to play that role. We know that for a fact. And two, he's overpaid for that role. And like I said, the main reason to move on from Buddy Heald is to free up that cap space. Is it a one-for-one swap? Absolutely not. But I think Terrence Davis has proven to us and maybe to the Sacramento Kings front office that Buddy Heald is not as irreplaceable as he may seem as an elite NBA shooter in the modern NBA. And the pros of financial flexibility might just outweigh the cons of moving, as of right now, the second best three-point shooter in Sacramento Kings history. A reminder that Terrence Davis has a $2 million qualifying offer coming up, meaning if it's offered, he would become a restricted free agent. So Sacramento would still have to negotiate in order to secure his future here with the Kings. And I know some of you may be listening to this conversation, hearing my main reasoning for wanting to move on from Buddy Heald and going, well, Matt, what about moving on from Harrison Barnes? He's overpaid too. I know many believe that. Moving on from his money, wouldn't that open up just as much or a little less cap space than moving Buddy Heald? Yes, it would. The problem is Buddy Heald is a million times more replaceable at this point in time with what the Kings have than Harrison Barnes is. And we talked about this a lot approaching the trade deadline. Harrison Barnes plays a position here in Sacramento that historically has been incredibly difficult to fill. And I know Mo Harkless is playing well, Don't get me wrong, I'm happy to see Mo Harkless playing like he is, but Mo Harkless is no Harrison Barnes. And if the Kings were to move on from Harrison Barnes with the hope that Mo Harkless could fill more than 20% of what Barnes provides on a nightly basis, they're foolish. Harrison Barnes is less money than Buddy Heald, and he's harder to replace. And like we just talked about, I'd argue that both Buddy Heald's replacements are already on this roster right now. Plus, there's plenty of shooting to find in the NBA. Maybe not at the elite level and the high volume That Buddy Heald shoots, but you can find shooting out there. Buddy Heald is easier to replace. His contract is worth more money. If you can move on from it, it's overall easier and better for the Sacramento Kings, in my opinion. 
since I've spent so much time talking about Terrence Davis, why don't I make him the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week this week here on the Locked On Kings podcast. Terrence Davis, after his 27-point performance last night, he has been instrumental in the Sacramento Kings' recent success with his scoring and production off the bench. He is our Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. Michelob Ultra, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Joy creates success, and enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. It's about joy, happiness, and enjoyment. And you can see with this play on the court and hear from his post-game press conference last night that Davis has a renewed joy, a happiness, an enjoyment playing here in Sacramento, being with this group, saying that he can imagine sticking around and being a part of it long-term. Terrence Davis, is he a replacement for Buddy Heald? We don't know that. But we do know that he is the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. Michelob Ultra, are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? I went down the rabbit hole of talking about Buddy Heald and Terrence Davis. I didn't fill you in on the rest of really what happened in last night's game. Like I said, I had a hard time caring, hard time paying attention. I was pretty bored for the most part, but the Kings did have an exceptional second half beginning with a third quarter where they outscored Oklahoma City 41-18. to Now, they allowed OKC to score 65 points in the first half, which isn't great, but outscored them 60-40 to in the second half overall. So good halftime adjustments for the Kings, leading to a victory they should have gotten and did secure at home. Great to see. Now they have two meetings with the Memphis Grizzlies followed by one final meeting with the Utah Jazz, and then that's it. We're done. The season comes to an end. In a way, it feels like it's only been a week, but it also feels like it's been three years, and I'm leaning more towards the latter. But here we are, looking at the standings. These three games still important for the Sacramento Kings. They essentially have to win out if they are going to have any chance at the play-in, but I think one more San Antonio Spurs win means they are out and it is impossible to catch San Antonio. The Kings are currently two and a half games back of the Spurs in 10th, but they have caught the New Orleans Pelicans. The Kings and Pelicans now tied in ninth. Unfortunately, that overall has a negative effect, as does each win, really, on the Kings and their draft lottery odds. And this is where a lot of your focus is. I know the Kings are now tied with the Pelicans for the ninth pick. They are just one game ahead of of the Washington Wizards in 11th, meaning the Kings, as of right now, are in danger of falling out of the top 10. And again, in the past, I have not given so much of a damn about draft lottery odds as I do this year. And I think a lot of it just has to do with the fatigue of this season. But these wins, winning six out of the last seven games here, you could argue overall meaningless wins at the end of a, or what will most likely be, another season without the playoffs. It's hard to see what sense it makes. It's NBA purgatory again. Now, it's unfortunate that the one game in the last seven that the Kings lost was against the San Antonio Spurs, the most meaningful game in terms of the Kings actually making the playoffs, which is just poetic justice in itself. But the Kings right now tied with the New Orleans Pelicans for the best odds at the ninth overall pick. As it stands, they have a 16.9% chance of moving into the top four and a 3.7% chance at the number one overall pick. So let's do a 
draft lottery simulation here to see if the draft lottery were today where the Kings would end up hoping to move up somewhat nope the Kings stay actually they end up with the number 10 overall pick Toronto is the big mover they move up six spots to get the number one overall pick Orlando number two Cleveland number three Chicago number four so at least the top four picks are going to the Eastern Conference At the end of the podcast today, I'm doing another off-topic segment. I'm going to spend my time talking about movie theater etiquette because it's something that's important to me and something that has been bothering me over the last few years. But in order to segue King's conversation into movie theater and overall movie conversation, I did throw out last night a fun little prompt on Twitter to have King's fans sum up this season of Sacramento Kings basketball with a movie title. Got a lot of really fun responses, a lot of really clever responses. And if you did not see this on Twitter, but you have a response yourself for a movie title that you think sums up the Sacramento Kings season, send it to me. You can email it to me, mgeorge at saclocalmedia.com, or if you are on Twitter, just respond to my tweet from last night. We got the good, the bad, and the ugly from Dave Rosenthal. We bought a zoo from Lucas Still. Groundhog's Day from multiple people. Someone said the final season of Game of Thrones. Which Way is Up, Terminal Velocity, Crazy Stupid Love. Even George Carl, former Sacramento Kings head coach George Carl, responded to the tweet saying The Broken Record, which I don't know if that's a movie title, but I get what George is saying. The Mountain Between Us, A Series of Unfortunate Events, I really like that one. The Abyss, I like that one too. Dazed and Confused, that's another good one. The Twilight Zone. Is that a movie? I know it's a TV show. The Hangover, Zoolander, Cats. I don't know why Cats, but maybe it's because the movie is so bad. Nightmare on L Street. I like that. The Fantastic Mr. Fox, Mission Impossible, Are We There Yet? Super Bad. That's a really good one. The Good, the Bad, the Ugly, Dumb and Dumber, and plenty more. If you have a movie title to add to that list, please do so. Thought that was a fun little exercise, man. Kings fans are creative when it comes to dunking on their own team. Unfortunately, I'm not creative enough to come up with a good segue here that isn't super cringy. So I'll just tell you that today's episode of the Locked On Kings podcast is brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. What is your favorite Built Bar flavor? Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavors? When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. Here are the nine for you. Coconut. Coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, which is my favorite, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There's something for everyone. If you know what your favorite flavor is, let me know at Matt George Radio on Twitter or email me mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Not only are the Built Bars delicious, they're healthy too. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, all one word. You'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. 
And after indulging in that delicious treat, why don't you head over to Bet Online to make some money? Or you can even pay for one of those built bar boxes with the money you make on Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. With baseball season in full swing, you can track all of the action at Bet Online. Get the latest news, the odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, NFL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information, not to mention some incredibly fun future and prop bets. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prepare for their runs to the NBA playoffs. The NHL playoffs are just about to start as well, so get in on that. You can also get help making money on betonline.ag by listening to the completely free Locked On Bets show here as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when using promo code locked on bet online your online sportsbook experts so for those of you who are unfamiliar for the remainder of this season which isn't too much longer and maybe carry this into the offseason as well every once in a while I'm going to spend the last segment talking about something that has little to nothing to do with the Sacramento Kings I call it just my off-topic segment where I talk about just different things and many of you have sent in topics of things you want to talk about there's plenty of stuff that I want to talk about including what I'm going to talk about today which is movie theater etiquette I am a huge movie guy my wife and I that was really our first second third and, and 100 100th date is going out to watch movies. Good movies, bad movies, blockbusters, comedies, horror movies, does not matter. I love to go to the movie theater uh, and 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 get out and just enjoy new movies when they do come out. But I've noticed a trend over the last three or four years or so, and maybe it's just my luck with movies to this point or at this point in time, but almost every single movie I go to, I now have to deal with constant interruptions from people around me, whether it's teenagers, uh, young adults. I, I kind of expect it from kids. Like if I'm going to a Disney-type movie and there are kids there, I know they're going to talk. I know they're going to scream. I know they're going to be loud. They're just kids, right? It's like it's like a baby on a plane. You just know they're going to scream and going to be antsy and you just have to deal with it. But I've been surprised with the amount of adults that don't care anymore. People my age, my mom's age, older, that are either on their phones or chatting with their neighbor. First off, why in the hell are you choosing to go to a movie theater to talk and catch up with your friends? And I get wanting to take a, a date to a movie. Hell, I did it a ton with my wife, but my wife and I didn't talk at the movie theater. You go to dinner before or after the movie in order to get that done. Then you go to the movie to entertain yourselves and stand together and or sit together and be nervous about should I kiss her or should I hold her hand. That's what the movie theater is for, not having a conversation with your date like you're trying to get to know them after swiping right or left on a dating app. I can't remember which way is the right way. Never used a dating app, believe it or not. There's just a lot of talking in movie theaters lately. And my wife and I, a few weeks ago, we went to our first movie in the theater since all of them closed down due to the pandemic. We were so excited to go back, but the experience was terrible. We saw that Tom Holland, Daisy Ridley movie. I can't remember what it was called. Pretty good movie. Couldn't hear half of it because of the young adult ladies that were sitting to our right that were talking the entire time. Thanks to the 40 to 50 year old woman sitting behind us who came to the movie alone and who talked to the movie, it was very strange, very frustrating. Brittany and I also, Brittany's my wife, we also sat through a a scary movie one time where we sat next to some teenagers, and you can tell it was like a group of friends 
but the guy was interested in the girl and he was trying to impress her by one, not looking scared, and two, making stupid, dumb, funny jokes. Dude was a turd. My favorite movie experience, movie theater experience of all time is when I went and saw The Quiet Place. And if you haven't seen A Quiet Place, it's with John Krasinski and his wife, Emily Blunt. It's a phenomenal movie to see in theaters because the premise of the movie is make sound and you die. The monster hears you and kills you, basically. So nobody in the theater, not a single person made a sound the entire movie. And if you took a bite of popcorn or like a slight rip of a wrapper to open a piece of candy, everybody looked at you like you just killed the people on screen. I loved it. It was phenomenal. It was an incredible experience. And now A Quiet Place 2 is coming out very shortly. I cannot wait to go and see it. But to be honest with you, I'm scared to go and see it in a movie theater because I don't want my experience to be ruined by people who don't understand that movies are not for talking. If you want to talk during a movie, watch in your living room. I'm cool with that. I've turned on movies before and paid attention to half of them. That's fine, but don't do it when there are another 40 to 60 people around you who paid the unfortunate high prices for movies today that are trying to enjoy the experience. God, I sound like a get-off-my-lawn grandpa, don't I? Am I alone in this? Am I a movie theater snob? You can be honest with me. Let me know, at MattGeorgeRadio on Twitter, or email me, mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. All right, now that I'm done whining and ranting, I want to thank you for tuning into today's Locked on Kings podcast. Would love to hear your responses, not just to that movie theater etiquette conversation, but also to the idea of Terrence Davis replacing Buddy Heald. Your thoughts on the game last night. Any questions you have about the Kings for the remainder of this season? Uh, your thoughts on the draft lottery odds and whether or not you like these wins at the end of the year? Please send them to me. Again, I'm at George Radio on Twitter, mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. I'd love to engage with you in conversation there if you wouldn't mind leaving a review for this podcast best place to do that is on apple podcasts or itunes if you haven't already we've been stuck on like 248 or 249 reviews for a while so please hit five stars over there only if you think the podcast is worthy of that rating and there is also a little box that'll come up where you can leave a blurb about what you like or don't like about the podcast constructive criticism encouraging others to listen to the podcast please fill that out if you have a couple of minutes i really would appreciate it thank you to everybody who has continued Continue to tune in here at the end of this season. I'm really looking forward to the content that I'm going to be providing uh, this off season with everything we expect to happen around the trade or the uh, NBA draft, around free agency, the build up to the draft. Man, uh, it's going to be pretty chaotic, pretty fun as uh, this is going to be an incredibly important summer for the Sacramento Kings, as you very well know. Make sure you keep it right here with the Locked On Kings podcast to get all the coverage you need of that. But we will enjoy the rest of the regular season as it comes because we'll be missing it two weeks into the offseason, I guarantee it. Thank you again for listening. Until next time, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to Locked On Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.